It's our shop steward's corner, and we're taking a look at uh, the uh, stories of the Passenger Rail Agency of South Africa. And uh, I guess this happens in the context where the decision has been made by Prasa to insource uh, some of the security uh, guards who uh, are going to work in securing the infrastructure and assets uh, of the uh, state-owned agency. And I'm joined by Makosin Mkitwa, who's the spokesperson at Prasa. Now, uh, uh, Mr. Mkitwa, the other question, and I raised this uh, before we went to the break, this political economy of outsourcing and uh, many people have flagged this and uh, suggested uh, with a political economy as destabilizing and uh, you know as uh, I guess you know existential threat as it is uh, to the functioning of the public service and uh, its ability to deliver services why do we still outsource uh, many functions like security I mean uh, in your case as Prasa since 2015 which was the last time there was a proper CEO in place uh, there's been one incident after the other of the infrastructure and the assets of, of the entity uh, uh, coming into the hands of many criminal networks and syndicates. And yet, every single time new people come in, there's a turnaround strategy, and uh, security contracts are issued out. Surely at some point there should have been a flag that said, something is happening here. Yes, yes. Look, I, I think the outsourcing uh, thing is an experiment uh, that went uh, horribly wrong. I mean, if you look at the other side of it, um, if you outsource, which means that there's going to be an entrepreneur who's going to employ people, create jobs, and, uh, you know, uh, small and medium uh, enterprises uh, the world over, you know, creators of jobs. Uh, but in, in, in our context, at least our experience, was that it, it, it just became a feeding frenzy, unfortunately, where, you know, unscrupulous uh, people who you wouldn't even call entrepreneurs or business people, these are just people who are out uh, to make uh, money, you know, they are on a, you know, get-rich-quick sort of mm. uh, agenda. Um, and then you find that even the people that they were employing, they were not looking after them the way they were supposed to look after them, which sometimes would lead to those people not coming to work and, sure, uh, you know, sure. further exposing the infrastructure. But I think the direction that we're taking now, uh, under the guidance and direction uh, of uh, the national government and the Minister of uh, Transport, Mr. Figilem Balula, uh, that we should go the uh, insourcing route. Uh, it, gave, it gives us um, greater control because these people are employed uh, by Prasa. And it, it doesn't it doesn't. It, it, it's not like uh, you know the work that they are doing is uh, going to become uh, you know obsolete in any time soon. There is still an infrastructure that they will be there, you know, required uh, to to guard it. Of course, we're moving more towards tech now, high tech. Uh, you know, you, the use of drones, uh, facial recognition mm. technology, and all that. But there will always be a need for static security. There will always be a need for people. Sure. Uh, to man, uh, you know, your uh, operations, uh, you know, centers, uh, quick uh, armed response units and all that. There will always be a need for that. So mm. um, we are very happy with this. Um, we're very excited about this. We have advertised these positions. We're looking forward to receiving uh, applications from South Africans. We are going to be prioritizing people who live close to the network. Um, the, our experience is that when you enlist the people who are benefiting from the infrastructure, uh, you know, they have a greater attachment to it. They don't want anything to happen to it and they guard it, um, you know, uh, the way it's supposed to be guarded. And uh, we are hoping that, uh, you know, this will yield the positive results that, uh, you know, we are confident that it will yield because 
uh, you know, insourcing uh, is, is, is really what we should be doing because we, we sure, should be creating sure. jobs. And for a state-owned company where it makes business sense, we always mm. must create jobs. We must prioritize that. Also, it's important uh, to, to, to develop yeah. SMEs, you know, but uh, job creation is much more important. Sure. Look, I mean, definitely, and, and I think, Marco, maybe the issue I'm raising with this um, uh, concern around the political economy uh, of outsourcing is that uh, we're not just talking about functions here uh, that are inanimate. You know, we're talking about human beings here. We're talking about warm bodies uh, that yeah. are, you know, uh, procured to provide a certain kind of service. And I think many of the failures, as you rightfully say, are an outcome of the breakdown in the relationship between the service provider or the entrepreneur and many of the workers themselves. Uh, and maybe that might be some lesson going forward that uh, a considerable amount of care needs to be taken, especially when this outsourcing refers to uh, labor and even the warm bodies of some of those who have to undertake this kind of work. Uh, I guess the other dimension, and, and it comes back to the point uh, on, on capital expenditure, uh, and the weaknesses in spending some of this capital. I mean, the other weaknesses are certainly around repair and the maintenance of the existing infrastructure and the assets that we have uh, 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 as a state-owned entity within Prasa. Talk to us about how that is going to change. Because, the, you know, it's one thing to have the 20 billion spend it on new infrastructure, new trains, uh, you know, on new uh, overhead cables and electric lines and everything else. Uh, uh, but it's something entirely different to maintain that infrastructure, least of all when it serves some of those who need it the most. Absolutely. Look, I mean, um, it, 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 clearly the supply chain management uh, environment uh, needs uh, urgent attention um, because, um, you know, it's, it's not only, as you correctly, uh, you know, point out, it's, it's not only uh, important to make sure that you get the infrastructure, but you have to maintain it as well. I think let me uh, refer a little bit back to what uh, President Sir Ramaphosa announced in his last State of the Nation address. Um, he spoke about um, you know, the refurbishment of the central line in Cape Town and the Mabupane line in Tswane, two of the busiest, um, those are two busiest lines and most lucrative in the country, which have been uh, you know, destroyed by vandalism and theft. What we're going to be doing there is, is to, you know, as we now start to refurbish and revive uh, these uh, corridors, uh, the first thing we're going to be looking at is uh, making sure that they are not the, the network is not as accessible as it is now. That is not is not porous at all uh, going forward. So we're going to be erecting barrier walls uh, that make sure that the, the 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 network is protected and the materials that we're going to be using. You know, we, we're moving away from copper cables because um, mm. for as long as you use copper cables, you're going to have a problem because copper is very lucrative, particularly in the uh, black market. Uh, people sure. steal the copper, they smelt it, it's sent to Mozambique, and from Mozambique it's shipped out to India. It's, it's mm. a huge, huge, huge industry, uh, very lucrative. So what we're moving on, uh, towards now uh, are cables that do not uh, you know, have in them uh, the metals that people could be looking for. So we, we're looking for, we're going towards uh, materials that, uh, you know, would have no value at all uh, to someone mm. uh, who's feeling it. But I think another issue um, that we need to attend to is the issue of uh, the scrap metal uh, industry, which is not regulated. Uh, we think that it is a huge problem uh, because, uh, you know, uh, when you go there with the copper, no one asks you questions, they just give you the money. And that encourages people to keep stealing. And you have the problem also of unemployment. You have a problem of uh, drug addiction. 
people who steal anything and everything to sell so that they can get a fix. So those are all the things that we are going to be looking at. That maintenance yeah. also is, is going to be very key, that we have to maintain that infrastructure, because right now we have got an aged or aging infrastructure, which is not helpful, which also sometimes is not safe. We need to modernize, uh, you know, we need to you know, refurbish the stations and pairways so that our customers are comfortable mm-hmm. when they are using our facilities, so that we can get more people uh, back on the train, uh, you know, so that we can uh, make sure that uh, even people who are, you know, tourists visiting the country, sure. uh, you know, can use our, 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 our rail system. That's what we're looking uh, forward mm. to. You, you make a very interesting point, I guess, about how lucrative it is uh, for people to steal some of your scrap metal there. And uh, you would have seen some of the murmurs coming out of GTAC around a potential uh, uh, sort of export prohibition for scrap metal. Uh, aimed at maybe curbing some of this, but also protecting some of the downstream millers in South Africa as well. Uh, and I guess the, I mean, the other dimension when it comes to that is your relationship with law enforcement. I mean, if you already know that there's an entire value chain here, people are taking the smelting it, taking it to Mozambique, then exporting it through to India. Surely there should have been some, I don't know if I should call it intelligence work or some work that effectively tries to have some tracing mechanism within the existing sector if indeed we're only going to tax the export of scrap metal, some tracing mechanism that allows for some regulation. I mean, we've seen something similar when it comes to diamonds and uh, other sort of valuable uh, 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 metals, so that you ensure that you're able to clean up that value chain uh, and uh, uh, downstream be able to prevent some of this from a law enforcement perspective. Where are you in terms of some of those conversations? We are working very closely with the South African Police Service. Um, we are working very closely. We, I mean, we, we assist crime intelligence where they need our assistance. But I think, um, you know, uh, with the problems that uh, South Africa has, your know, gender-based violence, uh, murders, robberies, and all those things, uh, police uh, are stretched, you know, and uh, where you have uh, an entity like Prasa, which has got its own protection services, uh, I think there is an expectation from law enforcement that uh, those mm. protection uh, services will do what they're supposed to do. Uh, I think uh, mainly we are being let down. We were let down by the security companies that we've contracted, which uh, you know hopefully is going to be a thing of the past. Um, but I think uh, you know you're quite right in what you're saying. I think I can speak now uh, if I can wear my you know former cap as a political commentator. I'd say. Uh, if something, like, you know, in other territories, uh, a case like this would, um, uh, you know, elicit, uh, you know, constitution of, uh, yes. um, you know, an elite uh, police team, you know, with intelligence and all that. Because what is being destroyed is public infrastructure. And mm. um, there is no doubt that uh, the, the destruction of this infrastructure is bad for the country. I mean, if you, if, you, if you can go to Cape Town, I mean, during, well, before lockdown, it, it, could, it, it could take you anything from, you know, one hour to two hours uh, to drive from uh, Cape Town International Airport to the city center uh, at, at certain times because, um, you know, the, the trains are not running anymore and people are moving towards the road. And, uh, you know, you see more accidents and you see more traffic on the road. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it, there is this problem of apathy amongst uh, the people of South Africa, particularly people who don't use the trains. They see that as something that is not their problem. 
I mean, if somebody were to go and ban um, a, 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 an aeroplane, for instance, at the airport, I mean, it would be a huge story. But trains get banned, and um, you know we don't see that uh, level of outrage because. But, but Makosi, you see, is, is that not the issue? Because I mean, what you're suggesting is that, on the basis of class, uh, because the Prasa system is largely used by poor black working class communities. It certainly doesn't receive the kind of societal angst or, or, or sort of response that would immediately say, this is something urgent, we really need to either convene, I'm not talking about convening a commission, but as you say, convene some elite law enforcement task team or mission to be able to deal with this, because you're already painting all of the knock-on impacts that this has, but because in the immediate, we all think that you know these are things that are used by working class communities and therefore you know it's their problem to deal with and so be it. It certainly does speak, I guess, about uh, the levels of solidarity or lack thereof in our society. Uh, absolutely. The, 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 the problem of apathy or indifference is, is, uh, is a huge one. You know, that, that is also informed by, you know, other factors. You know, that uh, there are some people who think that if Prasa kills over and dies, um, you know, you can take, uh, you know, bits of the infrastructure and put it somewhere, maybe give it to mm. metros uh, and all that. And that's very short-sighted because what is happening currently is that uh, Prasa is being devalued. And, and it's important for our people to remember this, uh, for the listener to remember this, that Prasa is a company that's owned by the people of South Africa. Your share in 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 is not less than my share. Sure. Okay. We all we all own this company, and if the company is successful, it grows in value. It just simply means, you know, the people of South Africa becomes become better off. It just simply means that South Africa as a country becomes better off. Now, if the infrastructure is being damaged and and the the, 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 the company is losing value. It just simply means that South Africans are becoming poor. Um, and I don't know if uh, you know, that helps anybody. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, I don't know how many security guards you are going to need to guard proper infrastructure if South Africans believe that it's okay to, to vandalize the infrastructure and to steal you know, um, uh, you know. So, so we have a lot of work to do to conscientize people and sure. to make them aware and appreciate that. Uh, you know, if you attack proper infrastructure, essentially what you're doing, you're attacking the country, you're attacking the economy. Mm. But um, uh, most importantly, you are attacking poor people and low-income earners who depend on the passenger rail system. Uh, for you know affordable transportation sure. because they can't afford other modes of transportation. Yeah, Makosini, before I let you go, last question here, and uh, it's coming from Twitter, uh, from uh, one of our listeners, uh, Dia Homokatla, uh, asking why can't there be a public-private partnership between Gautrain and Prasa for security, as some of the lines run parallel to each other. So, uh, saying from a security perspective, I mean, why are you spending as a government? And I use that in inverted commas because there's all manner of ownership arrangements uh, behind Gautrain. But why, if you have some modicum of sharing of infrastructure or infrastructure running in parallel, uh, why aren't we striking up some partnership from a security and maybe other perspectives with uh, 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 the Gautrain? Let me tell you what I'm aware of, what we have done. We have, uh, you know, uh, recruited 
the former CEO of um, the company that runs uh, Train. Uh, we Kibela, no? are uh, uh, no, not Kibela. Um, I think it's in Bombela or something like that. Uh, oh, I just okay. forget the name. Yeah, please uh, pardon mm. me for that. Um, Nosipo um, Tamasane, she's now the chief executive of Prasa Rail, the division that is responsible for uh, the rail uh, passenger system. And, uh, you know, we are optimistic we, that, um, you know, that we're very hopeful and, and we're positive that, uh, you know, that, um, you know, uh, knowledge, you know, is going to be of uh, assistance to Prasa. But we do cooperate with uh, a variety of uh, stakeholders, um, and, uh, you know, that's something certainly to consider. But uh, if you look at um, train, it's only really limited uh, to this province, and it's, it's not as widespread in terms of mm. its network as Metro Rail is, for instance, in Gauteng, you know. So, um, you know, maybe for those uh, limited, uh, you know, uh, corridors, where we, you know, run parallel to each other, that is something that can be looked at. But I think long-term and a much more sustainable um, uh, option would be uh, for Prasa to have, uh, you know, a fully-fledged protection service. Uh, we are moving towards that with the insourcing. And uh, we are, you know, we use of uh, technology and, and all other um, measures to mm. fight this uh, vandalism and theft. Um, I think the future should look much better than uh, what we are currently experiencing now. Akosinam Kichwa, always a pleasure catching up with you, and thank you very much for your time. Certainly, thank you very much for having me. That there was Makosinim Kichwa. He speaks on behalf of the Passenger Rail Agency of South Africa. We're going to take a break now. On the other side of that break, we catch up with another spokesperson, and uh, Sam Kokeli, who speaks on behalf of the Department of Public Enterprises. He's going to join me, and uh, we're going to be talking uh, to another entity in our transport ecosystem, and we're going to be talking about the national carrier, South African Airways.